<coughs> speaking to God, and while um, Micah, Micah was one <coughs> that um, was before Isaiah, <coughs> but uh, through what through what Micah had preached here in Micah, Hezekiah had heard it, and Hezekiah was a king that came in, and they had a real revival in, in the country of Judah. And if you recall, Hezekiah is one that came in, got rid of all of the high places and all of the, the idols that they had, and, and uh, truly had, had a, a revival, and then Hezekiah is the one that Isaiah came to him and told him, you need to get all your things together because you're getting ready to die. And Hezekiah uh, turned to God and, and begged him for more time, and God extended his life another 15 years. And, uh, and then it was Hezekiah who was king when Assyria had, had uh, come in and was going to um, sack the city. And... Um, if you recall, Hezekiah went to God and prayed, and and uh, God wiped out 186,000 soldiers in one night uh, without uh, Judah lifting one hand. Uh, God killed them all, and and uh, so Hezekiah had seen a lot of things, and a lot of that was attributed to him listening to what Micah was telling them. And if you recall, Micah was preaching during the time when Israel was. Uh, taken into captivity, which was 140 years before uh, Judah was taken into captivity. And so uh, we, we see that uh, Micah was a powerful preacher and, uh, and, and went after everybody that was, that was doing wrong and, and uh, telling them, this is why you guys are taking, being taken into captivity. And so we get into chapter 3. And we see him continuing to pronounce judgment, and uh, he's pronounced judgment on Samaria, on uh, Judah, and the cause of judgment. He's talked about the future restoration, and now we get into chapter 3, and we see the, the judgment on leadership, and he starts off with the judgment of the princes, or the rulers, the, the political rulers, and then verses 5, 6, and 7, he'll deal with the prophets, and then Verses 8 through 12, we'll see that it's just a generalized statement of judgment uh, reviewing both of them and, and the problems that's going on. And so politically and spiritually, they were having some serious issues, and, and uh, Micah was uh, not afraid to point those things out. And so we'll get into verse 1, and we'll go through verse, five, or verse 4, and uh, here we'll see the, the judgment on the... Uh, uh, on the, the uh, political leaders of the day. And so he says, and I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and you princes of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment? And so he, he starts it off with an exhortation, and, and he's trying to get their attention, and he says, uh, and I said, Here. And so pay attention, listen. That, that's what he's saying. And, and you could say it with an exclamation mark at the end of that because it is a command, and, and it's one where he's wanting them to pay attention to what he's telling them. And, and, and uh, here he is going to these politicians that were uh, ruling things, and, and, and you find that they weren't very happy with prophets of the day. And, uh, you know, you, you'll, we'll read a story later on about one that, 
that uh, ran for his life, and they hunted him down and killed him. And so, but here we see uh, Micah wasn't one that was afraid. He just stood up and he said, look, you guys need to pay attention to what I'm telling you. The heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel. And princes were the, the chiefs and the rulers of the day. And, and, uh, and, and here, in their arrogancy, he, he, so he asked them this question. So uh, is it not for you to know judgment? Do you, do you think you're above this? Do you think that, that uh, this can't happen to you? Do you think that, that God is going to wink at the things that you're doing and, and, and uh, think that the peasants, they, they might be uh, uh, chastened by God and judged by God, but uh, here in your prideful arrogance, thinking that you won't be, and, and uh, we know that that's not true. And how often we, we catch ourselves, too, and that's what I told you I wanted to do with this is as we look at this and we see the issues that that Israel had, and, and it, it's real easy when you read this to see where America is today, too. They're, they're just as bad as what Israel was doing when God judged them, and, and our country isn't any better in the things that they're doing, and, and so we know that, we understand that, and it's only by God's mercy that we haven't seen things even worse than, than what has taken place, and, and it definitely can get a lot worse. But uh, I, I wanted to take it further than that and, and give thought to uh, how we can apply this to our own lives also and, and uh, paying attention to this. And is it not for you to know judgment? Oh, how careful we need to be in, in understanding who we are and, and, and what our flesh can do to us. And I, I read in Oswald Chambers this morning, and and it was just and it was talking about exactly that, and 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 uh, uh, how we need to keep a short account of sin, and how we we need to understand the battle that that takes place in our lives every day, and in uh, dealing with sin in our lives, and 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 we need to to be careful uh, uh, where we go and the things that we do, and. And stay away from the things that are a temptation to us and whatever they may be. And Paul wrote even in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, he said, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And, and uh, here you, you can go back there in chapter 10 of uh, 1 Corinthians and, and he talks about idolaters. He talks about those that committed fornication and uh, those that tempted Christ, that were destroyed by serpents, and there there were those that murmured and complained, and 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 uh, all of those he said were uh, happened unto them. They were examples, and they're written for our admonition upon who the ends of the worlds are are come. And then he says right after that, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. How careful we need to be in guarding ourselves and and understanding that that we, we always need to recognize and realize the power of the flesh and, and the, destructive, the destructiveness of our flesh if we allow it to control us in our thinking, in our practices, in whatever it is that we're doing. And, and, and uh, I, I believe by this time where Micah is preaching to these guys, they have uh, allowed that to happen. And, and, and we see how how uh, humanistic they have become, that if it feels good, it ought to be right. And so that's what they were doing. We, we know uh, they, they were more or less 
still living, they had kind of regressed back to like the time of the judges where they did that which was right in their own eyes. And so here we see that that's where they're at. And, and we're living in a society today that, that is very humanistic. And, and think of that, how, how humanism goes right along with, with evolution that's being taught. E evolution is all animalistic. Evolution is uh, supposedly all about science. And, and I hope you guys all realize that true science, when, when the scientists are, are, are actually true and genuine in seeking science, they find that it always points to the Creator. True science does, and evolution is just a theory, but it's a theory that is totally based upon humanism, and, and that's what we have in our society today, and, and so uh, more or less every person is their own God, and they can do whatever it is that they want to do, and, and how, how it's even infiltrated into our churches today, and, and we, we have forgotten the verses where you go into Romans chapter 6, and Romans chapter 8, and, and, and he tells us that we need to mortify the deeds of the flesh. We need to be dead indeed unto sin. We, we need to understand that, that, that our lives should not be reeking of sin all the time. It ought to be, uh, truly it ought to be a pleasant odor to God in, in how we're living a, a righteous and holy life, not in ourselves, but in the power of God and, and allowing him to, to use us and guide us. Well, here... Uh, they, they thought maybe they were above judgment. Well, the day is coming where God had said that's enough. And we see what they did, who hate the good and love the evil. Boy, do we not see that today. And, and you know, we, we need to be more careful, I think. And, and I know we're in small townville out here, and, and, and you think, well, there's nothing going to happen around here or whatever. But, you know, when, when you hear of these groups that are, uh, saying that they need to start going after the churches, and uh, you just need to pay attention. You need to, and and I don't, don't, don't dare say that I'm telling you to be quiet about your faith. Now's when we need to be uh, louder about our faith. Now's when we need to truly be bold in telling others about Christ. And and I, I was I was talking to a preacher today, and this was a good point he made. He said, I, I have found that it's very difficult to give someone a track. Now, he's in a bigger city, and he says, because you've touched it. Now they don't want to touch the track because you might get the plague or, you know, or whatever. But he said, you know, he said, the thing that is, that's helped me understand this is he said, sometimes I use that track as a crutch. I just give that to them, and then I don't have to talk to them. He said, now you actually talk to each other. And he said it was amazing. He said, I was in a store the other day. He was over in Greeley, and he was in a big store the other day. And, and, and he, ran into a, he ran into a couple, and, and, they were, and they just asked him about what was going on. And they said that, he said they had no idea that he was a pastor. He said he never met them before. And, and they were talking, and, and he told them there was a pastor. And, and there's another couple there that they knew each other and having some issues. And they just asked, hey, would you pray for us? Would you pray with us? Right there in the middle of the store in the aisle, they, they went to the Lord in prayer. I mean, praise the Lord for that. I, I, I think that, and, and that's a positive thing that we can look at here where, where, where we have all of these things that are going on and, and we see the, uh, uh, so many judges are, are, are hating that which is good and loving that which is evil and, and politicians are, are all over the place and, 
and, and, and how we need to, we just need to quit listening to all of that and look and understand what God is doing. And, and let's just stand for what's good. Let's stand for what's right. Let's, let's talk to people. Let, let's uh, 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 have conversations with someone and, and find out more about them. Take a challenge and, and just go up to a stranger and just try to find out how much you can find out about that person. Just start a conversation. Start talking to them and find out more about who they are and, and start praying for them. And, and, yeah, some of them might think you're crazy and chase you off, but you know what you're going to find? You're going to find out that most of them are, are going to be shocked, first of all, at your kindness. They're going to be shocked that you actually are sincere and want to know about what's going on in their life. And then uh, just be kind. And, and uh, if you get a chance to tell them about the love of God, then then do so. And, and so, but here, they, these guys, they... Hate the good and love the eagle, uh, love the evil. Who pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones. Who also eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as flesh within the cauldron. Now, d don't get crazy here thinking that they were they were cannibals. All right, kind of sounds like that. But you're dealing with the politicians of the day. You're dealing with the rulers of the day. And so what they were doing is, is they, here they were, they, they were uh, robbing their countrymen of all of their substance. They were taking everything away from them, everything that they had worked for and, and uh, were, were destroying them. And, and uh, uh, anyone that, that uh, stood against them, they would tear them apart and devour the poor and the helpless. And, and hey, just read the press one day. That's exactly what we have the picture of that, that helps you understand what what they were doing those that were that opposed them then they they tore them apart they they uh, would destroy anything about them and and uh, uh, and it doesn't matter who it is and 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 that can happen in our own lives too and you need to ask yourself the question that that if you are going to stand for God and and in this atmosphere and in this culture and and uh, you know, we always take these big steps, and then we pull back a little bit, but we never get back to where we were. And, and, and I, I think that's one of the most stressful things on, on pastors that I'm seeing. And uh, my life, too, is, is how you wonder just how much of, of what we were are we ever going to get back. And you just have to trust God that whatever we don't get back, we didn't need it. But... You know, there's just that that battle and that that struggle that that that's uh, going on there, and 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 you, and you just see they they take more and they take more, and 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 uh, you, you give and they take, and you give a little and they take a lot, and and so you're dealing with this struggle all the time, and 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 look, there, our country's headed down the same path where where they're doing exactly the same thing that that. Um, Israel and Judah was doing at that time, and the question that comes to my mind is not not so much what our country is going to do, but what am I going to do when it becomes personal? Because that day will come, and the day comes when things truly get personal. What are we going to do? Are are we going to stand? Are 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 we going to continue to preach the word like Micah did? I mean, you go back and read in the Kings and. And those prophets, many of them had to, had to hide at different times, and they were all threatened. I mean, all of them were threatened with their lives. And, 
Jeremiah, go, man, go, go read the life of Jeremiah. Je- you know, if you, maybe we should do that the thing on Sunday is, is make him do a thorough study of Jeremiah and then ask him, do you really want to go into ministry? You know, you better make sure you're called to this because what are you going to do if they let you down into a, a you know, a, a pit sometime? And, and so what do we do? But so those are questions that I had as I studied this out and given thought to that. And, and here he's, he, I mean, he's standing there in front of the leaders, and this is what he's telling them. I mean, this, this guy, uh, God, God told him, you need, to, you need to say my words. You're my prophet. You're the one that speaks for me. I want you to go there, and I want you to tell these guys what's going on. And that's exactly what he did. And then he goes on, and he says in verse 4, He says, then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, and they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. Go back to Jeremiah, if you would, chapter 5. And and we know that that, uh, Jeremiah, Isaiah, all these guys were, were prophesying different time periods, but all for the same thing, telling these guys that they need to repent before they're taken into captivity and and, and uh, look in Jeremiah chapter 5, and, and Jeremiah didn't hold back uh, at all either. And, and he says in verses 4 and 5, Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. I will get me unto the great men, and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord, and the judgment of their God. But these have all together broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Oh, they should have known better. And, and here we see that he tells us that they do not care. Romans chapter 2. So we can, we can look at this and understand that it even is prevalent today in, in our lives. And, and in Romans chapter 2 and verse 1 uh, through verse 6, it says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, Whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doeth the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? So, so here Paul is, Paul is writing, he says, so you think that, that you're judging these people for the things that they're doing, but in your own mind, you think that they're going to get judged for that, but oh, I'm not. The same attitude that these rulers had at the day. And, and, and he goes on, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath, and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. I read that, and and makes me forget about what everybody else is doing. I got enough business here to take care of my own self, and I need to make sure that my motives are pure. I need to make sure that that I am doing the things that God wants me to do, that, that I am living in a way that's honoring to him, and and, and here we see that, that these guys were not doing that. And, and so often we can catch ourselves. Uh, y- y- our, our flesh is powerful. And, and it doesn't take very long. And we can 
get ourselves way out in, in, in left field somewhere spiritually and, and physically and mentally. And, and uh, we, we, and you know what it seems too? It seems like it's a whole lot easier getting out there than it is getting back. We need to come back, and, and the best thing is to stay where you need to and, and, and uh, stay in the boundaries where God wants you to be and, and guard against those, those kinds of uh, attitudes that are out there. Look over at Proverbs, if you would, in, in uh, chapter 30 and verse 14. <clears throat> it talks about a generation, and, and here we know the, the generation that, uh, that he's uh, prophesying against, but... Uh, Solomon writes this and at a different time, and we know that it's still prevalent today. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from, from among men. Oh, how careful we need to be with the words that we say and, and how careful we are in the, in, in the way that we treat one another. And, and, and uh, let's make sure that that we're controlling those things. And, and, and in this day and age, when you see so much hatred, it's easy to get caught up in that. And it's easy to want to do the same thing that they are doing and, and, and the same thing that the world is doing. And, and, and uh, you see all of these things. And, you know, you can, you can take a stand without running your mouth. And, and you can take a stand in love and you can take a stand in meekness and following God and, and, and you can be just as obstinate doing the right thing that way than announcing it to everybody and then trying to shove that uh, down someone's throat just like they're trying to shove something else down your throat. And so let, let us be careful in, in how we're uh, uh, d displaying ourselves and relaying the message. And, and, but then the last thing that I wanted us to give thought to in these first four verses and We'll probably just go ahead and quit when this is over and because we'll get into the next section and then we'll go over and I'd rather let you out a little early than, than late tonight. So, But uh, something else that came to my mind, and then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. And that, that idea of hearing means to answer them. Oh, you see, he, he's going to hear what they're saying, but he's not going to heed to that. He's not going to be listening to them. And he's sure not going to answer their cries for what they're doing. And, and then he says, he will even hide his face from them. You know, that, that, uh, that was scary to me. Psalm 53, verses 4 and 5. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There were they in great fear, where no fear was, for God had scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God hath despised them. And then I, I, I was thinking of this, and you, you read that, and God despised them. I mean, I, I, I would never, and praise the Lord, I won't be, because of his saving grace, but how would you like to be on the side where God says, I despise you? He's our creator. I mean, he's the God of the universe. He's the one that is all mercy. He's the one that is love. He's the one that, that has been long-suffering for so many years and so, so long in our own lives. And, 
And here he comes to a point where where you can do in, a, in an unsaved person's life can do so much that it comes to the point where he just says, I despise you. That's terrifying. Truly terrifying. And then the thing that jumped out at me also is turn to Luke chapter 13. And, and, and it says that not only is he not going to answer them, but, but it also says that he will even hide his face from them because of how they behave themselves ill in their doings, in their evil and bad practices. And look at verse, uh, uh, look at chapter 13 of Luke. And it says, verse 24, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house has risen up and has shut through the door, and you begin to stand without and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, upon, open up unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know now whence you are. Then shall you begin to say, We've eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. I, when you give thought to Israel and Judah, and you give thought that they are God's chosen nation and that God loved them with an unconditional love and all he did was ask them to serve him. Just give your life and serve me and I'll be your God and you will be my people and, and I will bless you and I will protect you from all of the other nations that try to challenge you and, and I will always give you the, the, the blessings that you need and, and the things that, that you need to live and, and I will always provide for you and protect you and, and I've shown you that through the parting of the Red Sea, through giving you of the manna to uh, strike, you know, giving water out of a rock and, and I've shown you th how often through the, the battles that have taken place in your history that, that I will always be there to take care of you and to provide for you and all you need to do is just serve me, love me and, and, and live for me and, and you, you can do this and, and there are going to be those even today that, that are going to be uh, walking with those that serve God and, 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 and they're going to put on a nice show and, and there's going to be all kinds of people that, that think that they're really good people and, but God's going to look at them and their, their heart is as black as can be because of the the unconfessed sin in their lives and their, and ultimately the rejection of the Savior and, and they haven't given heed to the, any of that and, and they haven't trusted Christ and, and there is going to be that awful day when he is going to tell them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I mean, that, that, when, when we give thought to this, it, 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 uh, uh, it, it, it ought to strike terror in the lives of everyone in, in thinking that, Hey, there are people that, that I know, that I love, that I care about, that, that are on their way to hell. And I need to tell them about the love of Christ. But, 
they also need to know of his holiness and his righteousness and, and, and know that, hey, the broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the way. Only through Christ do we get to heaven and see our God. And so he says that he will even hide his face from them at that time. Help us. Help us as believers. Now, I know that, look, he's not going to tell you that if you know Christ is your Savior. I understand that, and you guys do too. But why would we ever want to emulate what we used to be when we have something brand new inside of us? We have our Savior who loves us and has created us for his honor and his glory. And so let's live for that, and, and, and let's stand for that. These people had, had gotten so lost in, and caught up in their thoughts of how they needed more and more, and they, they would destroy anybody that got in their way because this is what they wanted, and, and we're going to have this, and we don't care who gets in the way, and, and we're going to run over you to get that. Well, we see that. We see that in that country. We see that in our country today. Let us not be that way. Let us seek the, the praise and the honor and the glory of God and let's live for him and see the promise and remember the promise of the coming kingdom and remember that this life here is short and whatever may come, it's okay because eternity is eternal and we look forward to that day. So let's live for him and let's stand strong for him and let's see God use this uh, to, to help us in our walk each day. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Micah. Thank you for the bravery and the courage they had to stand in front of those politicians and the leaders of the day that, that could have sentenced him to death, and he stood there and told them, judgment's coming because of these things that you've done. And Lord, I know. I, I, I We've seen it. We saw even, I, I was just reading uh this, this week about King Ahab and you even wrote in the Bible itself in your words that he was one of the worst kings that, that they had and Father he repented and you didn't visit the evil upon him, you waited and it was upon his sons and you gave him a little bit of peace just because of the long suffering that you have Lord I'm amazed by that I see the things that are going on and upsets me, and then you remind me of all of the anger and the bitterness and the, the worldliness in my own life. And it's just a reminder, Lord, help me, to, help me to just guard my life and help me to live in the way that I need to and not let the others around me to uh, hinder that. But Lord, help me to be strong in my faith and in my walk. And each one here, I pray for the same thing. Father, you'll help them, that you'll encourage them, that you'll bless them, that you'll use them. And that, Father, you'll help them to be courageous in their stand for you. Guide us and direct us home tonight. Use us throughout the rest of this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.